Hey dudes, this is Michael, one of the co-hosts of Two Dudes in the Nest, the show you're about to listen to. If you are a first-time listener and you've picked one of these older episodes to listen to, maybe because it's one of your favorite games on the NES, I don't blame you. However, I just want to warn you that uh, this is, some of these episodes are three, four, maybe five years old. And this is before we got new audio equipment. This is really before we even knew what we were doing. But we... You know, we want to leave them on the feed as long as we can because we want to have plenty of episodes for people to listen to. I just want to give a fair bit of warning before we get started. If you're an older listener and you're going back to listen to an episode again, uh, you may hear something new because right before the episode starts here, we're going to have an advertisement, which is probably not what you heard the first time through. But now we started doing ads in our shows, so we're going to have an ad here. Anyways, I hope you enjoy. And if you do enjoy, please subscribe to the podcast and listen to as many episodes as you can. It always helps us out. And tell a friend, too. That'd be nice. Enjoy the show. Josh from 40 Going On 14, and you're listening to Two Dudes in an NES. Hey, Justin. What's up, man? Look out! Oh! What oh. was that? That was a ball. You barely, you barely missed the ball. That was a close one. Good dodge. Mm-hmm, yeah. <laughs> I was never very good at dodge ball in, in uh, middle school when we used to play it. Yeah. yeah Although... I do want to get into some dodgeball stories. Yeah. You want to go right off the bat? I mean, we're, we're talking about Super Dodgeball today. Right. For the well, for some, for some reason, my lower third here is not working, but what it was going to say is Battle Ball, where I come from. If you remember, when we played it in middle school, we called it Battle Ball. Yeah, we called it Battle Ball, which sounds a lot more serious than it really was. Yeah, but it was, it was Dodgeball. It was, yeah, it's just dodgeball. But we didn't play with hard balls. We played with these little cushy balls. Yeah, I love those balls. Those are cool balls. <laughs> Say that again. <laughs> I didn't quite uh, hear you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, those are cool balls. Now, when I was in elementary school, we didn't go to the same elementary school, but at Loudon Elementary School, we played um, dodgeball. But we, it was called foosball. And I guess foosball? they didn't really... Yeah, they called it foosball. Did did you guys attach like sticks to your side, <laughs> like swing and kick kick said ball? We should have, but what actually what what it was was we used uh, roll. I guess they didn't have a lot of money for their PE department at Loudon because mm-hmm. we used rolled up socks as the ball. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so that's what we threw at each other. We rolled up socks, and it's called foosball. Oh, that's but, pretty. You know, that's- it's pretty ghetto. <laughs> but the dynamic is pretty it, it's pretty interesting because rolled up socks are smaller and harder to catch than like a dodgeball would be. So if somebody, you know, really would have to lob it to be a catchable ball with a sock. Yeah. I'm thinking I'm thinking about how cool it would be to be a PA teacher that was like a referee at dodgeball. <laughs> to watch these little kids like peg each other, well, with socks apparently, but mm-hmm. with balls. Yeah. Well, ours uh, in middle school, he just sat there on that stage. Mm, he just sat there, yeah. 
and pretty much we refereed ourselves unless he needed to. What was funny is, and this happened to me one time, if you um, if you got hit and you didn't go out, you tried to cheat, he he would like punish you. You remember you'd have to go and sit at the top of the bleachers, yeah. it's like timeout. I always knew you were a bit of a cheater. Well, you know what happened? It was the very first of the game. I don't even think... I didn't realize the game had even started. Somebody, I don't remember who it was, was putting me in, like, the wheelbarrow. Like, we were did like, a wheelbarrow race. <laughs> it was probably me. And somebody threw the ball, and it just grazed the top of my head. I was like, because, you know, if you're bent down, your head's fair game. Right, the head's fair game. Not if you're standing up, though. You're right. You're hitting the head. Well, I was like, well, that doesn't count. I was just, the game just started. It barely, like, touched my hair. Nobody saw it. Well, <laughs> probably, like, 30 seconds after I didn't leave the, the court, he called my name and was like, go to the top. <laughs> go to the top. Sit in the corner. I was defiant, too. I sat on, like, the, the bleacher right, in, right before the top bleacher, and he kept making me move oh, up. Man, you're such a rebel. <laughs> I'm surprised you even made it through high school. I know. I know. Mm-hmm. You should be on meth right now. <laughs> That's true. That's true. What are you got? The only the one story that I remember the best is the one when Crabman broke uh, Jonathan's collarbone. Collarbone. I mean, <laughs> you, you think dodgeball is like a nice, non-intense sport when you're t- in middle school. We're playing with nice, yeah. soft, fishy balls. Uh-huh. But uh, no, Crabman broke somebody's collarbone. How and of course. Be- Nobody, uh, you know, none of our listeners really know Crabman yet because he's not been on the show yet. But he's like a very meek guy. Of course, he's like a third degree black belt also. But he's, but he's like the nicest guy. Yeah, he's super nice. Would never hurt anybody. Uh, but yeah, he broke somebody's collarbone. They were, you know, how you start the game. Whenever we started, there would, you'd have three balls in the center of the mm-hmm. basketball court, and you would run at them from each side. Well, uh, Crabman and this other guy were running both for the same ball, and I guess. Uh, Josh just put his had his shoulder lowered and just rammed his shoulder right into that guy's collarbone and snapped it in two. Oh man! You know that's the most commonly broke bone in the body. Yeah, uh, I hear that. Yeah, our buddy uh, John Pasitti also broke his collarbone one uh-huh. time. We were right. playing football, and it was uh, this was well. Let me finish the crabman story, then I'll move on to the John story. This is pretty funny okay. too. But uh, yeah, so Josh like. Uh, you know, like I said, he's super nice. So mm-hmm. he broke this guy's collarbone, and the guy hit the ground. And it was funny because Josh was a little bit out of his element because he was like, we just, <laughs> we just kept playing, and he didn't think anything of it. <laughs> and uh, he may have even said, get up, you wuss. Get up, get up. No, he didn't do that. No, but he just kept on playing. This, this guy was on the ground like, oh, my God. You know, eventually yeah. we had, everybody had to stop because he was actually hurt. Yeah. And Josh felt really bad, but anyways. And then right. John, John, later on, we were living together. Uh, this is when we were living in the Crossroads West mm-hmm. apartments, and we were out playing football with uh, some a bunch of guys. Not tackle. We never played tackle because we didn't mm-hmm. want to get hurt. But John does this. And John, he's pretty good at football, but he, I wouldn't put him in like the best category. Mm-hmm. But this, this was like an amazing diving catch. And he like catches the ball and like he falls down and he hits the ground, and uh, immediately just like I hear this blood curdling squeal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what it sounded like, but uh, 
we always ran up to John and said, "Hey, John, you all right, man?" He's like, "Yeah, I think I'm fine. I think I'm fine." He's like, "He's like, my shoulder hurts," and uh, <clears throat> I I look down at him and it's like his skin is like sticking out like this. <laughs> it's like sticking out. And I'm like, John, I don't, I don't, I don't, uh, I don't think you're fine. Right. <laughs> he said, "Yeah, no, it's it's just like popped out of place or something." Yeah. And uh, one uh, of the other guys, one of the other guys, like, I don't think your collarbone just pops out of place. That looks like your collarbone. And I was like, Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure that's, uh, I'm pretty sure that's broken. He's like, No, I'm fine. I'm fine. Yeah, I just need some ice. I just need to put some ice on. <laughs> right. Um, well, you know, well, I he, take him to the hospital. And I happened to be working at the hospital that night, and saw John, and then got to see John's X-ray, which was pretty gnarly. Yeah, pretty well broken but, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, anyway, you want to actually talk about the game? We've yeah, I think of, we've, we've killed enough time here. We've done the dodgeball stories and the broken bone stories. Mm-hmm. So, um, How about some history? Talk about some history? Let's talk about yeah. some history. Justin's Historical Tidbits and Trivia. Super Dodgeball was originally recent, released in Japan as, uh, uh, well, you know what, actually, we were going to have a guest today, um, and our guest, we, we don't really know kind of what happened, but hope everything's okay with him, so usually when we do guests, we like to do a game show. I'm going to blame it on the time change. Just yeah, maybe that's... say it's okay. Yeah. yeah. He got up super early. To be on the show, then realized he didn't need to get up super early, and then just went back to bed. Yeah, and so let's. So we're, we're going to do the quiz game anyway. Um, okay. Just Michael, and uh, see if you can get some of these. There's seven questions. See if you can get them right. Oh boy. So let me pull up my cheat sheet. Just kidding. They're not too hard. Okay, all right. This one, I'm not going to give you any multiple choices. Let's just see if you can get it. So CSG ImageSoft published the North American version. Who published the Japan version? Mm, let's see. I know it was... I don't know about published. I know it's Technos made it, right? Because they were the... Mm-hmm. Uh, They're the developer. Right? The dodgeball people. Uh, I don't know. Did they publish it too? Yeah, that is correct. They published Woo-hoo. it as well. So Technos actually published it in Japan while CSG ImageSoft published it in the United States or North America. I guess you have to include Canada as well. Alright. So number two, the Japanese name. You ready for this one? Uh-huh. Yeah, let's go. Okay. Alright. Ketsu Koko uh, Dijiburo Boot. How's that? How's that? Uh, try one more time. One more time. Okay. Nikenso Koko Dajiburo Boot. Yeah. That's pretty good. I don't yeah. like All right. What did that stand for? A. <laughs> Niketsu High School Dodgeball Tourney. B. World Cup Dodgeball. Or C. Niketsu High School Dodgeball Club. Hmm. So Niketsu is like a proper noun, perhaps. Mm-hmm. But uh, I'm going, so I'm going to cancel out B because I'm now I'm thinking Niketsu is a is a proper noun. 
So A or C. It was uh, either World Tourney or High School Club. Yeah. I'm going to go with High School Club. It is High School Club. They love their high school scenarios over there. They so, really do, yeah. Yeah, so in the Famicom, the Famicom version, uh, Team USA and the Team Pro All-Stars were originally Niketsu High School and Hanazono High School, uh, both obviously Japanese high schools. And uh, when we talk about you know, Kunio-kun, as this is part of the Kunio-kun series. Kunio-kun. Kunio-kun, whatever. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> they were all about uh, high school as well. And well, um, everything, a lot of their stuff revolved around things going on in high school. This this includes Kunio-kun, I think, right? Mm-hmm. Character in the Japanese version and in the, in the North American version, you have um, uh, Sam Powers. Is it any relation to Screech Powers? Wait, that is Sam Powers, isn't it? That is Sam Powers, yeah. That's him, Screech. Hey, that's two Saved by the Bell references in one, in a, well, in two shows. We're Mm -hmm. on a streak. That's right. All right. So, question number three. The Russians' team's music was a uh, song called Katyushu. Katyusha. What type of song was this? Was it a Russian wartime song, a Russian drinking song, or a Russian sports song? Uh, I know. Um, I know it also appears in Punch Out. This, or at least part of the song mm-hmm. does. So I'm gonna say. But does it appear when Soda Popinski comes out? Because that may make me think it's a drinking song. <laughs> I was uh, I want to say sports song. No, yeah, sports song. All right. Well, this is your first uh, your first miss. This is a Russian wartime song composed in 1938 by Matvey Blanter, and uh, it was written a bit before World War II. And the song depicts a girl longing for her her boo. For her boo. <laughs> Yeah, for her, for a, for who was a soldier, serving a, on the border far away. All right. Yeah, I swear right. that song. That's where that song sounds like it's from Punch Out too. Like they used it in Punch Out. Yeah. I don't know. I didn't read that, so I don't know. I didn't read it. I just remember hearing it. It's just like. That's it, right? Like it. It sounds like it's in Punch-Out, too. Then it goes, da, 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 da. Yeah, it's in, it's in Punch-Out. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> All right. All right. So the next question is another song-related question. So Team England's theme song was loosely based on what Beatles song? Is it A, Get Back, B, Chains, or C, Let It Be? Hmm. I'm trying to hear the song. I can't hear it. Now all I can hear is that Russian song. Uh, I'm going to say Get Back. It is Get Back. All right. All right. A couple more questions here. So IGN Top 100 NES Games, what ranking was this game? Was it A, 33rd, B, 71st, or C, not ranked? I'm going to say definitely say they ranked it. I'm going to say 33rd. Yeah. 
It was C. It was an unranked game. What? Yeah, yeah. Oh. Surprisingly unranked by IGN's top 100. So. Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. I just, I was just glancing at my notes, and I was totally wrong about the song sound like, the Russian song sound like it's a punch out. It's the Japanese song that sounds like it's a punch out. Oh, okay. Sorry. I didn't want, I didn't want uh, Dude Jay to get mad at me, so. No. Okay, and the Kunio Kun series. What was the first game for Kunio Kun? Was it, oh, just a second, was it... Niketsu Koho Kunio Kun. Was it Niketsu Koko Dodgeball Boo? <laughs> Was it N- Downtown Niketsu Monogatari? So you're giving me all Japanese names, huh? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I'm gonna go with the one that says Kunio Kun. Yeah, that was Niketsu, the first one. Niketsu Kunio Kun. <laughs> and which roughly translates to hot blood tough guy Kunio. Yeah. How about that. Mm-hmm. Right. And Kun K U N is the suffix after his name is an informal Japanese honorific uh usually applied to young males. Mm-hmm. Cool. Alright, last question. This is kind of a non game related question, it's kind of a fun question. Okay. Koji Ogata was the developer of this game. He shares the same name with what ty- with, with with this expert with this Japanese expert. Is it a karate expert? B a chef or C a baseball coach? And what was his name? Ogata? Mm-hmm. For some reason, all I can hear is Domi Origato, Mr. Robato. I know that's not right. That's all I hear in my head. Origato, Origato. I guess I'll say baseball. It's a a karate master. Oh. Mm. That wasn't really a game-related question, but anyway. I'm going to go ahead and say I won this uh, contest then. uh, (laughs) We'll give you the win. All right. Right. That's another win. Yeah, I did. I got uh, maybe even got yeah. I got four. Yeah. How many did you give? Seven. Yeah. I got four. Got to get the majority. Yeah. I win the quiz game against Kyle. Kind of a uh, hollow victory, but anyway. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) All right. Um, Let's take a quick break before we move on. Is that okay? Yeah. Pulling a Carl. Now I'm pulling a car. i got to run upstairs for just a second. I'll be right back. Okay, I'll take a moment to mention our sponsor then. All right, go ahead. All right. We have, we still have a sponsor. His name is Jason Bax, and he has a podcast called Self-Made Entrepreneurs. It's actually pretty good. I listened, I did listen to it. He gets like, uh, well, he gets Self-Made Entrepreneurs on the show and talks to them and talks about how they've, uh, you know, how they got their start, how they did their thing. It's pretty sweet. You can find... Uh, Find it at uh, let's see, let me see. I think he's at. Yeah, I'm gonna have to look that up a little better. Let's see. I should have prepared better for this one. Um, didn't expect Justin to just leave me hanging here. So, 
see is Facebook is facebook.com slash the Jason Bax. So facebook.com slash the Jason Bax. Bax with an X. B-A-X. Rhymes with tax. Unfortunate for him. And then uh, he's at Jason Bax on Twitter. So at Jason Bax. So there you go. He's a, he sponsored us. We appreciate, we appreciate sponsorships. You know, Turns out this podcasting stuff doesn't make any money, right? And uh, in fact, we actually pay. We pay our money to give you this show. So us having a sponsor just helps recoup some of that cost. It doesn't recoup it all, you know, but, you know. And we probably won't even use it to just recoup the cost. I'm not going to go buy games with it. I'll probably just, uh, I'll spend it to help the show, you know, maybe buy some sweet swag to give out to the listeners or something. You know. Alright, game on. Alright. I'm done with the sponsorship. I just got through telling the listeners how uh, not only is this not free, but uh, it costs us money. So it's nice to have a sponsor every now and then. Yeah, right. And uh, not to, to say game on to take away from Genesis Gems. Those hosers. Hopefully everybody's listened to our guest spot over there. Yeah, did you listen to it? Yeah. It's yeah. pretty funny. It's pretty funny. Yeah. We yeah, come off good. sounding like total jerks, which which I like. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. We're so we living up to that uh, that uh, uh, Google app feedback. <laughs> These guys are jerks. <laughs> and our game apparently is no, still not still not good. Still not good. Still not good. Although I will say we got like this is pretty surprising to me because, uh, well, anyways, we got like 400 people that actively use the app. That's not people that have downloaded it and then deleted it. There's a lot more of those, but <laughs> yeah, we have like 400 people that have it downloaded and are using it. So that's pretty sweet. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. So thank you to everyone who's doing that. Yeah, thank you. Okay, so Mike, did you have this game or uh, did I get it from the neighbor kid? Did you get it from the neighbor kid? No, I didn't get this one from the neighbor kid. Michael's quest to find the cart. I actually got this one from. I don't know if you remember. Okay, we've talked about the movie rental store that was a trailer, right? We've talked about mm-hmm. the cupboard, right. which was a gas, sta- a sketchy gas station, and we've talked about Pick a Flick. But there was one more rental store in town that came came in kind of late. Do you remember which one it was? No, not off it the top is, of my head. It is now Romeo's Pizza in Mountain. Oh yeah, Hollywood Video or something. Uh, it was Movie Gallery. Movie, movie Gallery. Gallery. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. So when they came in, they. Uh, Immediately, I guess I guess they had moved from somewhere else or something. But mm-hmm. when they came in, they didn't have any NES games for rental. Mm-hmm. They were already on, uh, I guess, 16-bit, or they may have even been on like PlayStation One. But when they came in, they immediately had NES games for sale. I guess where they had moved, they just brought them and put them out for sale. Yeah. Right. So I bought I bought several from there, and this this game is one of them. Awesome. So I'll tell you one thing. This week I've been looking at this. You know, just in doing research for this game and looking at, it's quite—it's not a cheap game out there. 
you know, some of these games we've talked about, you can get for like three or four bucks on eBay, but this one runs about fifteen to twenty bucks. Oh yeah, yeah, that's good. I think I got it for like fifty cents. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So yeah, you could you could sell it and make a profit of like several hundred percent. Yeah. <clears throat> so I won't do that though, because spoilers. I like this game. Yeah. Uh, although during this history segment, I'd also also like to go back and talk about something that I got sitting next to me here, from another game that we have already talked about. That is a complete inbox Star Tropics with wait for it. Wait for it. Do you have it? Or do you have it? I have it. Oh my gosh. I'm excited. Ta da! The letter. Unused? Unused. Mint condition. No wrinkles even. It's still wow. attached. It's still attached to the instruction manual. How in the world did you get that? I just ran across it. So, my, during my searches. This begs me to wonder if the person that owned this game originally mm-hmm. just, I guess, never beat the game or maybe got fed up with the game and never. I don't know. Because obviously he didn't get. He couldn't get too far without the letter. Maybe he just cheated and didn't use his letter. I don't know. Maybe the neighbor kid told him. Yeah. Probably got the neighbor giving. Yeah, that was that was a good find for me this week. So I was kind of I was really happy to get that. And I didn't I didn't pay an arm and leg for it either. I think I, I think paid maybe like twenty five thirty bucks for it. So oh. where'd you get it? You shut the store out, or did you buy it on on like a person? It's a person. Okay. Yeah. Never mind then. <laughs> What'd you say? Where was the other place? I said, I said where are do you want to shout the store out? Oh no, as a person, I don't want to shout the person out. So okay. All right. <laughs> so uh, we can talk about the gameplay now, I guess. Yeah, I guess. The game discussion. What'd you think? I I think it's a fun game. It's a lot of fun. You know, I'm impartial to sports games in general. Is this really a sports game, though? I mean, I guess it is. I would I would categorize it as a sports game. I almost see it as like a fighting game. Yeah, it, it does have a lot of the same elements of a fighting game. You know, the 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 life bars of the other team that you're trying to not you know get down like just real similar to a fighting game. But I would my opinion is I would say sports game, Olympic sports game. Right, right. Yeah, this is an Olympic sport, so. Before we really get into the game, though, I want to go ahead and get the one biggest, the biggest problem with this game, right? And the mm-hmm. one thing that kind of drags it down, the, the elephant in the room, if you will, and that is the flickering and slowdown. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what, uh, you know, I want to go ahead and get this out of the way because I really do enjoy this game and I don't want this to bog us down. But I do want to say that there's a, this game has a major issue with its flicker and slowdown. Not that it det- it doesn't really detract from the game. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't really cause it to not be a fun game or not be a good game. But uh, I don't know. You know, we had issues before where we talked about on, on Double Dragon, when we talked about Double Dragon, that Technos had issues figuring out how to use the NES hardware. And I wonder if they are still still had those issues when they made this game. Or if maybe they just got too ambitious. I don't I mean, I don't know. Yeah. 
I don't know. It, it is interesting that uh, they kind of have this this issue. And yeah, that is one thing that when I was playing it this week, I was like, at first, I, I didn't couldn't figure out what was wrong. I thought there was something wrong with it, but then I was like, well. And then I got on YouTube and was like, well, let me see what watch the YouTube videos of the game. And then they were flickering in the YouTube videos. I was like, well, it's not anything wrong with the game here. It's actually just part of the game, I guess. Yeah. And I mean, there there are a lot of characters on the screen, and there's a lot going on. Uh, mm -hmm. The environments are really detailed, and well, the <laughs> and the characters look great. So I mean, there's a lot going on. So there's there's probably it's probably almost too much for the NES to handle, anyways. Mm -hmm. But I don't know. It's again, it's not it's not anything that really detracts too much from the game. It's it, it's a little distracting at first, but once you get used to it, it's really no big deal. And it the game. It rarely slows down, but sometimes it slows down. It's, mo it's mainly just flicker, and it really mm -hmm. still a really fun game. But anyways, so right. no more no more talk about the that nasty flicker. One thing that I want to get out of the way before we really get into the meat and potatoes of the game is we used to talk about box art on the show with games, and uh, you know I guess we've kind of not really talked about it as much. We talked about it pretty extensively for the Mega Man episode, obviously. <clears throat> but uh, I gotta talk about this box art here. Yeah. Is it pulled up there? Um. Yes. Let me. There. There we go. This guy, which I'm assuming is Sam Powers. <laughs> yeah, I guess. To be a crazed maniac. I think he's getting hit in the head is with he the ball. Getting hit, or is he throwing? See, I was uh -huh. assuming he was throwing. Oh, I hope he's getting hit. <laughs> and why then, if he is getting hit, would you put the star of the game getting essentially losing on the cover of the game? You know? Yeah, I don't know. It's uh... it just brings up questions today. I don't. Know. I love. I love the cover myself. That's kind well, of what I mean, drew, I drew me in. That, I didn't say that. I that. I didn't like it. It's just funny, you know. Yeah. What's yeah. the uh, Japanese cover look like? I don't know. Let me see if I can find it. While I'm looking it up, you can go ahead and start talking about the game. <clears throat> okay. Well, the game is—it's a really, actually, a crazy concept mm -hmm. to me. I think it's a crazy concept. It's—it's um, it's funny because you know, dodgeball. Uh, yeah, it's—it's an—it's a fun—it's a fun idea for a video game. And back in the days of the NES, they were constantly coming up with these kooky, crazy ideas for games. But the way this game is executed, I think, is the craziest part because it's like a world championship where all like all these countries put together their best team of dodgeballers. Mm -hmm. And it's like a death match. It's almost like Mortal Kombat of dodgeball because you don't just hit them once and they're out. You hit them until they die, and they turn into little <laughs> angels and float away. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's pretty funny. Um so I just think it's just a, the, the idea of this game is just it's just wild. Yeah. All right, you ready for this? I've got it pulled up here. Let's screen share it. All right. The, uh, I definitely do not like the the Japanese version. Not us. See it. Okay, I'm waiting for it. All right, it should be coming up. I don't know. Oh, there we go. Name. All right. That must be uh, Kenny Akin giving us a <laughs> giving us a plus a peace sign. That's some nice eyebrows on the guy. 
Yeah, those are some monstrous eyebrows. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, why... I don't understand this this box. Like, there's a 7 and there's a 2-6 in mixed with all these Japanese letters. What? A 7? Oh, yeah. Seven? I don't know. I don't I don't read Japanese, so I don't know. And Technos Japan is in English. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Anyway. I don't get it. I don't get it. Yeah. Anyway. But, yeah, the game is, is just crazy. But the, the, the cool thing about it is is that... The controls are basically perfect. I mean, the way that you control your guy and the way that you throw the ball and mm-hmm. do super throws and whatnot, it's basically perfectly executed. Um, you can move around with the D-pad, obviously, and you can you have your A and B button, one's jump, one's throw, right? But you can mm-hmm. also double tap the D-pad in any direction, and he'll run. And when he's running, if you throw it when he's running, he'll do like a super throw. Yeah, favorite move, super throw. And each the, the cool thing about that is each character has their own super throw, so each one is different. Uh, you know, so you can switch out your characters and figure out which which super throw you like the best. And you can also do, they, they have two, I think. I think they have mm-hmm. two. One when they're just running on the ground, one when they're jumping. And in order to do the one when you're jumping... I think you have to run and jump, and then at the peak of your jump, throw the ball, and he'll do a super throw from the jump. And that was one of my favorite favorite moves. It would be like run up to the line and jump over the line and then do a super throw so they didn't have as much time to react. Mm-hmm. Right. <clears throat> and I love when you hit them. Like their, their reaction when they get hit. Like is the flyback, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and it depending on what you hit them with, sometimes they don't just fly back onto their own screen. Sometimes they'll fly back out of their screen and appear from the other side of the screen and come in. <laughs> I think it's just awesome. Yeah. <laughs> You've, you have knocked me around the world is what that is. Yeah. Come all the way around the world. Man. I think that I don't remember which character has that super throw. That's that was probably one of my favorite super throws is when the when you knock the guy out of the back of one screen and he comes back in the other one. Mm-hmm. The, the around the world, if you will, I guess. Right. Yeah. Um, and then I didn't play the other two versions of the game. Did you play? Uh, well, obviously not the versus play, but the but the beanball. Play. Yeah, I, I, I played all all the different versions of the game. Actually, it's a it's a lot yeah. of fun. The versus mode is a lot of fun. I wish, you know, I wish we could have somehow figured out how to play it together. I don't know how to do that, but uh, mm-hmm. because it's a lot of fun, uh, you know, there's there's a little bit of skill involved in this game because you can catch the ball too, and you can duck right. the ball, and you can jump over the ball, and you can do all this stuff. And then you got another crazy thing is they about the dodgeballs. Not only did they change it up. Um, as far as you actually kill each other or whatever, but they also added you have three characters on the other team's side to help you catch the ball and throw it back. Right, if, yeah. If it misses them. So it's it kind of, uh, I mean, I don't know, they kind of mix up that formula and it works because if you throw it past the guy, instead of him being able to just go get it, your guy can go pick it up and throw it back to you. So that's really cool. That would have been a fun element to add into dodgeball in middle school. I yeah, I think so too. I think it'd be really cool. I think that would be a fun element to add to any dodgeball. I think that's really cool. I think it kind of, and it kind of reminds me of uh, of our little game Melon that we came up with. You know, wiffle mm-hmm. ball, where you put your offense on the on the defensive right. side. 
Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, versus is a lot of fun because there's, like I said, there's skill involved. So then there's, you know, it's it's really competitive. It's, it's probably a good, it's a fun game to, you know, get mad and fight over because <laughs> it's it yeah. can be frustrating sometimes. Yeah. But did you uh, did you know that the Famicom version can uh, handle a four-player mode in Bing Ball? Uh, I did not. Can they? Can this version not? No. Uh, oh. it's apparently, that's one of the differences between the two. Um, it uses the the uh, it because the four score and the the satellite were not released yet when this oh. game was released for the American version. It's only two player, but in the Famicom version, you can do the four, uh, four player mode. So it'd be cool to do a four player mode in this game. I think that would be really cool. And the beanball mode is fun. I'm not a I'm not as big of a fan. It's kind of just like a free for all, or just last man standing. Uh, but it's it's interesting. That's cool, it's cool really, though. Really neat that they added it. I like it. I like sometimes. Yeah. I like the the last man standing element, especially like when, in games where you talk about you were comparing this to like a fighting game, but like uh, in um, Super Smash Brothers when it's just like you have four players and it's just a melee. Yeah. Everybody's just going at it. Which I'm pretty excited excited for that game coming out on the Wii U. Looks I'm just gonna sweet. have to break down and buy a Wii U, I think. <laughs> Maybe oh, Santa will bring me one. Hey, Christmas, they're probably going to drop... They may drop prices, or they'll, they'll do some pretty sweet bundles or something, so... Mm-hmm. I, I definitely recommend it. There's a lot of really good games on it. If you would have bought it, like, two years ago, then it may not have been a good recommendation, but buying it now, now that there's Smash Bros. coming out, and Super Mario Kart 8... Yeah, and, definitely Mario Kart is definitely making me want to buy it, just in general. But Yeah. And Super... Anyway. Super Mario 3D World is amazing. You would you would love that one. It's it's kind of like a, it's kind of like Mario 64 mixed with Mario 3. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, dodgeball, Super Dodgeball. Yeah. Do kids still play dodgeball nowadays? I hope. I can only hope. If not, the world is taking a turn for the worst. Yeah, I wonder. I, I mean, schools are really starting to ban fun. You know. I yeah, I know, like, tag. I mean, you know, you hear these things in the news, and I don't know if it's, like, isolated incidents or if it's happening. Because, you know, I think sometimes when you hear, like, oh, this school in Baltimore banned tag because it uh, creates bullying. Um, I don't know if those... I hope those are just, like, isolated incidents and not, like, widespread. Yeah. Kids should be able to have fun. Yeah, sometimes kids... There's going to be kids that aren't as good. Right, right. As the other, and, and that was one of my favorite things. So that was one of my favorite things about dodgeball because it was almost an equalizer. You know, there was always the there was always the girl or you know the guy that wasn't very good, kind of the weakling, and and then sometimes you'd have like some of the heavy hitters, like Nathaniel or Tremont or somebody that was the heavy dodgeball hitters, mm-hmm. would be like throwing with all their might to hit this the 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 person. And they just like they barely move and they miss and over and over again. Yeah, it is kind of like the great equal. I can remember kids. I won't mention any names, but I can remember kids that were, uh, you know, like you said, weakling and whatever. Not not mm-hmm. not the athletic type necessarily. That all of a sudden you, they get out on the dodgeball court 
and they're like the best player mm-hmm. out there. Like they're dodging like crazy, and it's yeah. just it's just funny because it's you know you didn't picture them as you know they didn't play basketball or football or they didn't do any of this this crazy sports stuff. They just kind of you know they're kind of nerdy or something. But then they get out on the dodgeball courts and they're a beast, right? So yeah, it is kind of like the great equalizer. And kids are going to get hurt. They're going to get hurt whether they're playing yeah. tag, whether they're playing dodgeball, or whether they're just walking down the street. So I, 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 people don't need to be worried about that. Right. So let's talk about each of these teams and especially their uh, backgrounds because I really like the backgrounds in this game. Uh, so you the play in their arenas. The that first the team, the, the team... Do I said, do you mean backgrounds as in their, their arenas, or you mean backgrounds yes. as in right. their history? No, <laughs> their arenas. Yeah. Okay. I, I didn't know. I didn't know if we were going to go into like the history of the countries. You know, like Kenya, how, how they got their start. No, but I got to say, like some of these things are like, like Team Pro All Stars. You're playing on a roof in New York, apparently, and um, with an American these- flag floor. Yeah, yeah, but some of these some of these countries seem to really take their dodgeball serious because you're playing on some of the more famous like government uh, or religious symbols for that country. Like India, you're playing in front of the Taj Mahal. Yeah, like I know. They, they take it so serious over there. You're going to play in front of the Taj Mahal. Yeah, or, and I think uh, Japan is in right in front of Mount Fuji, maybe. Mm-hmm. One of my favorites, China. You're in Tiananmen Square. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, look out for the tanks. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Is that too soon? Uh, Is that too soon? Uh, no, that, that's fine. Okay. And uh, Team USSR or Russia, where you're playing on the Red Square. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, I the, also the, love the arenas are really awesome in this game. I love all the backgrounds. Um. I think they're just completely they're well designed. I love the fact that they're tied to the country. Like you know, even without seeing the words, you know which team you're playing. Right. <clears throat> which the music also does that really well. I don't know, but I don't want to jump in jump ahead of you here, whatever you're about to say, but the music as well as the arenas really tie together to to make like the perfect experience for versus each team. Right. Or unless you're in Iceland. Now, somebody put up on Facebook, and I can't remember, and I hate to say this without giving them credit. I'll have to look it up here. But Iceland looks like, um, it does look like a foreign planet. Like you're playing on the moon. Or Neptune. Have you, have you ever been to Iceland? Is it like that? Is it like a foreign planet? It might be. <clears throat> I've never been there. I hear, I hear Greenland is more icy than Iceland. Yeah, well, I, I learned that from Mighty Ducks. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking that just may be, uh, I'm thinking Greenland and Iceland. Or, no, wait. Yeah, I'm thinking Greenland was getting all the tourists. So Iceland's like, oh, well, you know, they're icier than we are, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's Greenland. Greenland is where uh, Iceland is very nice and Greenland is full of ice, or the other way around. Yeah. Yeah. So. Okay. <laughs> Anyhow, <laughs> I'm trying to look up who said that. I can't. Well, just we'll just have to give them credit some other time. Yeah. Okay. So, if we, if, anyway, 
Any other arenas you wanted to mention? No, I think that's pretty much it. Um, we okay. kind of just ran through them there. But uh, all right, well, I want to just mention that yeah. when you, the, at the end, the Russian team's the last team you face, right? Mm-hmm. Well, at the end, after you beat the Russian team, the Russian team turns into like these doppelganger zombies. Mm-hmm. They are your, um, they're your equivalent. They're they're your your players from USA, but they're gray and they're zombified. And that's like the final team you face. So I think that right. that was uh, that was interesting. Team Shadow, is that their name? You know who? The, yeah, yeah. You know who the last team is in the Japanese version? I do not. Team USA. <gasps> yeah. Gasp. So they they considered us their our their Russia back then. Mm-hmm. Nice. I would kind of consider us their Russia. Sure. I don't mind being the ultimate enemy in the game. <clears throat> it's so fun in games like this. The the it's a it plays on the political fact that Russia is our worst enemy and our biggest fear at the same time. Yeah, just like Rocky Four with you know Dragoff. <laughs> so, I listen. Can we talk about the uh, the sound and the music for a minute? Yeah. Okay. I already mentioned that I like the fact that the music um, really ties together each team. You know, when you go face, like you mentioned a little bit in the quiz at the beginning, um, like you played the Russian team and you hear an old Russian war song and you hear, and you see this mm-hmm. castle and the red square and you're, it's just, it's like the perfect environment for facing the Russian team. And, you know, the the English team, you're hearing like a Beatles song basically. And Japan, you you see the mountain in the background, and then you hear this Japanese song, which I also screwed up earlier. It's a Japanese one that's like da na na da na 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 na. Anyways, that's the Japanese one, and it's also in Punch Out. I think it's when you hey there, E Honda. Yeah, I'm here. Okay. Well, mine. I'm sorry. My uh, was kind of skipping the new one. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, the Japanese. And I like that uh, England, the England song kind of used a loosely based Beatles song. Yeah, I already mentioned that. You, you must not have heard it. Yeah, I was. Yeah, my my internet was messing up for some reason. That's okay. sorry. Hopefully, my internet wasn't the one messing up. But also, people, uh, the listeners also didn't hear that. No, I'm sure it's mine. Living out here and where I live, it's the internet can be a little finicky. Yeah, that's okay. I, I didn't also I didn't want to mention this, but your video cut out about fifteen minutes ago. Also, so, so yeah, I know. I <laughs> I was trying to fix it, but it's just not going to happen. So that's you okay. Can't play, you can't play off my face today. That's okay. And the um the sound effects also though I love the sound effects. It's it's awesome feedback when you hit somebody and mm-hmm. it makes that noise. It's just so satisfying to hit somebody with the dog. <laughs> And because of that noise <laughs> that it makes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh man. Yeah, I, I really like the music, and unfortunately, I kind of missed whatever you said about it. <laughs> so <laughs> I may be repeating myself, but maybe just repeating what you said. But uh, you know, I, I love that they played individual music that uh, played to the to the team, just like you said about the background. It's like you don't even have to see the names. To know who you're playing, the music almost kind of does that as well. Um, 
especially if you're a big Beatles fan. Now, I've never, I'm not a huge Beatles fan, but uh, I never actually heard that song before. Get back. You never heard Get Back? Maybe I have, and I just don't realize it. But oh, let me see. How's it go? It's like Get Back, Get Back. Yeah, I don't have. I don't know. I don't. I can't. Uh, I don't know the words. What a lovely rendition! It's like. Did I do anything for you? Yeah. <laughs> I really butchered that. I hope there aren't any Beatles fans out there. I think Ferg's a Beatles fan. For Matario Choices. Well, don't worry, I'll probably take the bread of that because I said I didn't even know, never even heard the song. So. That's true. That's true. <laughs> okay. All right. I, so, you know, I I love this game. I don't know. I, mm-hmm. I guess we can start wrapping up. I just want to say that I love this game. It's an amazing game. Flickers mm-hmm. aside, it's it's really it's 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 one you must have in your in your library. If it's fifteen or twenty dollars, like you said, it's it's worth every penny. I would, I would probably pay thirty, forty dollars for this game. It's that good. But I mm-hmm. I do find that it's a little bit on the easy side. Unless you put it on a harder difficulty, um, just simply because once you get the super throws down pat, you can kind of milk them for what the you know for for all they're worth and just kind of keep throwing the super throws and kind of defeat the bad guys that way. You'd think it would have been nice if somehow they would have had like a super throw meter or something where you couldn't throw Ooh. them as much, yeah, or something like that. Kind of like kind of like an NBA Jam Turbo timeout. Yeah, like a, like a turbo. That that would have been perfect. Just something to where you couldn't mm-hmm. just use the super throws over and over and over again. Because that does kind of make it a little bit easy once you figure out how to do the super throws. That's really my only complaint about the gameplay. I think other other than that, I think the controls are super sweet. I think the graphics are awesome. I think the music and the and the sound effects are perfect. I think they mm-hmm. it, it it reminds me a little bit of Punch Out in the way that the music and the sound effects match the characters and and the graphics match the characters and it, there's really a lot of personality with this game. Yeah. And it's also a little I racist. Agree. So, that works. I wasn't going to bring that up, but uh yeah. And like it's not only racist for the uh, well, I don't know, the names. I guess it, you could say it's just authentic. But the team Kenya playing in like a swamp that's that's uh that's something for yeah it yeah it's it's a stereo it's stereotyped <laughs> just slightly but yeah I think but, it's okay. anyway um yeah so that, it's good I I don't know that's about all I had to say I think no I like the game too now this is not a game that I've played for a long time like you have you know I didn't get this game I've only played it this week. But I would say, just from playing it this week, I would uh, suggest anybody who's out there thinking about buying it or trying it out, I would do it. The only thing is, apparently it's a little expensive to do, to try out. Maybe you can find it in a local game shop for a little cheaper than what it's going on. I don't know. Yeah, and you may be able to find, I mean, sometimes they'll cut you deals. Or you may be able to find a local person who's wanting to sell a lot of games or something. Mm. Yeah, and there's also mm. I, I don't know how expensive I don't know how expensive this is, but there's a Game Boy Advance remake of the game, which is uh-huh. also really it's also really awesome. Um, I think they fixed a little bit of that flicker and and whatnot in that game. Yeah. So if maybe you can find that 
for cheaper. I, I, don't, I don't know, but it's 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 worth it too. It's basically just a remake of this game. It's just as fun. So. All right, you got uh, retrofitted trophies. I got a couple. How about you? Uh, I got a couple. Two. I got two. Huh? I got two. You got two. I got two. Okay, two. Retrofitted trophies. Well, I'll go first. Okay. I'll go with my first one. It, it is. Wait, this isn't Mario, and that is get hit while flickering and thinking you're going to be invincible. Nice. <laughs> nice. Okay, yeah. well then I got so. one along those same lines. It's called Enter the Matrix. And that is dodge a ball during one of the game's flickers and slowdowns. Oh, okay. It's like, it's like I like that. Time, yeah. Mm-hmm. My other one is beating the game, and this is a this is this is another Saved by the Bell reference. Um here we go, Screech. Kick that commie's hiney. <laughs> okay. There was an episode of Saved by the Bell where where Slater was uh, he was doing like the the play by play for Screech's chess match against a Russian. He was yeah. from Valley. And he says, and that, that's something he says on the uh, on the air is, um, "Here we go, Screech. Kick that kick that commie's hiney." <laughs> but it also works for this game because the protagonist or the the main character is Sam Powers. That's right. So. Yeah, that's good. I like it. Uh, well, my other one is called uh, Sam of the Dead, and that is yeah. defeat, defeat the zombie doppelgangers. Okay. Sam is one of the main characters. You know, that's kind of doing yeah. a sh- right. Sean of the Dead, a play on that. Right. You know? Yeah. So. Awesome. Um, you know what I forgot, and I feel bad. What? The manual. Oh, oh blew right over it. So I'm going to put the manual in the retrofitted trophy section. Okay. Because we can't forget about that. Right. Can uh, you see it? I see it. Okay. Well, here we go. Super dodgeball. Let's see. We can learn a little bit about the characters. Oh, wait. Here we go. The story of Super Dodgeball. The formed U.S. dodgeball team must face a highly experienced group of teams from around the world in order to gain the title of World Cup champions. The greatest opponent is the powerful Soviet team who has dominated the sport for the last decade. The U.S. team must pull together to meet the challenge to become the best in the world. Yes. So. This gave me chills. Yeah, yeah. It kind of reminds you of like uh, Rocky, what, what is it, Rocky 3? Rocky 4? Rocky 4. Rocky 4. Okay, uh, here we go. The characters, Sam Powers. Sam is the team captain and the backbone of the team. He's awesome. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> Uh, John Stone. John John can take a lot of punishment. This man is a real rock. (laughs) (laughs) Cheesy, cheesy cliche. Love it. See, Mike Nomfler? Mike Nomfler. Mike will catch anything. He's the best receiver on the team. All right, we got uh, Randy Sting. 
Randy may have the baddest breaking ball in the world. Uh, Bill Flash. Bill is quick, light-footed, and nimble. He's the quickest man on the team. Nice. And then we got uh, Steve Sato. Steve is a wizard with the ball. He has got some awesome power shots. So there oh, we go. man. Yeah. And then also, this is something I didn't realize, and I guess this is part of the game, but they have stats. The mm-hmm. characters have stats. They, they're, some are better at some things than others. I knew they had different power throws, but I didn't know that they had different stats. Hmm. So well, you know, it's, yeah, it's funny because I, uh, I on the game FAQs for this game, uh-huh. they, did, they put up stats for each team, and I guess this is where they got them. I thought they just made them up. Anyway. Do you want to hear about the opponents? Oh, yeah. Okay. The Pro All-Stars. Team USA's first opponent. The winner here will represent the United States in the World Cup. The Pro All-Stars are a gung-ho team with a lot of fancy throwing, but are a little weak on defense. Yeah. All right. Team England is a high-energy team with excellent, excellent technical ability. They are consistent in making clutch throws and will be a definite threat to the American team. <laughs> you know, we should have done that. We just, you know what? No, I'm not feeling it. We should have done this during the show, during the main part of the show, when we were talking about all these opponents. Yeah. I'm just not feeling it now. All right, we got a little bit of manual action We in. screwed the pooch on that one. Yeah, yeah, we screwed that. Right. That's all right. Forgive us, deep batters. Forgive us. No, nope, have to forgive us. So, but you get a little manual action there. You get a little bit. Mm-hmm. So, how how are we going to rate this game? Uh, I don't know. Game rating. Trying to think. Hey, and you're back. I'm back. <laughs> <laughs> Just in time. <laughs> That's random. Yeah. Um. Hmm. Well, we've already kind of done playground game, haven't we? Didn't we do a playground game for another game? Uh, we did camp, summer camp something. Activity. Activity. That was last week. How about, how about piece of playground equipment? Like a, you know, like slide or swings or something. Okay. Alright. You got, you got one? Um, yeah. I'm going to go got, with... I've got one too. Okay. I'm going to go with tetherball. Oh. You have to have a lot of coordination. Do it. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. It's a classic, and it's a it's a go-to. Uh, so I'm gonna go with tetherball. Okay, sweet. I'm gonna go with the merry-go-round because it's super fun and it's also super dangerous. Are you Which, talking about the one where you spin yourself? Uh, the one where yeah, you spin yourself. Is okay. that not called a merry-go-round? Well, it's, like a, big, it's like a big circle on the ground, and you yeah. can. A bunch of people on it and spin it. Yeah, I guess that's what you would call it. I don't know. I never knew what you would call it. Yeah, I'm gonna call it a merry-go-round. Okay. It's super fun and it's also super dangerous, which this game is uh, super fun. And uh, you kill people in it, so it's also <laughs> it's also super dangerous. <laughs> yeah. I and I remember I remember that we had a merry-go-round in Loudon that my parents mm-hmm. never wanted me to go on because it, I guess it was. I don't know, super lubricated or something, because you get that thing going really, really fast. And kids got hurt on it all the time. You'd spin it around super fast, and it would sling kids everywhere. It's, yeah. It's, 
is fun. Yeah. They, and they tore it down, but... Yeah. And they're metal. It's just like... Yeah. Yeah, it was metal. You get lots of tetanus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. All right. All right. Uh, what have we got? Feedback? feedback? Listener feedback. Feedback. We got a lot of feedback. Yeah. At least I, I found a lot. You do some, and then I'll I'll fill in the gaps. All right, where do you want me to pull my feedback? You want to go from the actual forum? You just go go whatever you got pulled up, and I'll just fill in any gaps that I hear. Okay. Hold on, I'm pulling it up. All right. So uh, this is just on the Facebook page. Jeremy Fain said, "I played it once. That was enough." So I guess Jeremy Fain's not a big fan. Um. And then they're talking about the box art here, I guess, with Kenneth Hanning says, looks like Drago after his uh, match with Rocky. Nice. Another um, Rocky, uh, Rocky uh, shout-out there. Right. Jonathan actually put, uh, getting closer and closer to River City Ransom. The characters in this look so similar. Yeah, that's true. And Nick DeMarco said, one of my absolute favorite titles on the NES and pretty underrated in my view. I would agree with that. I would agree with that, and it kind of goes under. It slips under people's radar, which I'm mm-hmm. surprised because it's a, it is a really awesome game. I'm surprised that more people haven't heard about it. And Peter Panda said one of my also on the Facebook said one of my favorite games on this uh, Fly Little Angels smiley face. <laughs> Philip Vaughn said, "Heck yeah, throw it down." Nice. I hope we threw it down pretty. Oh, uh, we we threw it down today. We. So. Even, even though it was just a two-man show, we really threw it down. Uh, another post on Facebook, we got Russell Lyman said, love this game. And Joe Koppel said, this is a great NES game. Hours of playing this from childhood to adulthood. And I think that's about it on Facebook. Okay, well, I've got a few more here. Okay. Uh, Rob McCallum, uh, as you have heard on uh, our Shovel Knight episode, says, up there with ice hockey for the for NES sports fun. Lots of great frustration, but even more excitement. So, yeah. Yeah, I like... Uh, what is that earthquake noise? That would be Leah running through the house. <laughs> okay. All right. That's good. She's sick. Uh, you wouldn't know it. Like, <laughs> doing well. Doesn't sound like it. Doesn't yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Let's see. Uh... Humberto Montoya says, I remember renting this once and having a lot of fun with it, then never seeing it again. It was such a long time ago that I don't remember many details of it. One of my regular game stores has a copy of it, so if the dudes give it a good enough review, I may pick it up again. I think Humberto is going to be picking it up again, because, or at least he needs to. Yeah. Yeah. See, yep. William, William Culver from uh, ColecoVision's podcast says, I kind of look... I kind of look like that after... Oh, he's talking about the cover. I kind of look like that after a bender and playing games online. <laughs> okay. And then uh, Paul Stevenson from Retro Obscura says, This game is a gem. What? No! Boo. We don't call games gems around here. Anyways, he says, This game <laughs> is a gem. Super fun against the AI or with, or with friends. A friend of mine had this and we would play it a ton. If you had to own only 20 NES games, this would be on my list. Wow. Nice. Wow, he really likes it. Which, yeah, it's good. It's good. Then a couple more. Just a couple more random ones here. 
because we've got a lot. There's about 15 more, and I'm sorry if I pass up anybody, but for sake of time, I'm just going to do a couple more. Yeah, I think, yeah. Okay, uh, Ed Wilson says, and I think he is on the Pixel Tunes radio podcast, so if you want to listen to that, it's good. Uh, he says, I always thought this and River City Ransom looked similar, and it wasn't until years later that I found out about the whole Kenia Keen series. Such great games. More should have been made to the USA. More should have made it to the USA. Mm-hmm. Uh, see, Matt Bosserdet says, Up there as a great couch classic. Best played with friends, though. Kind of like Mario Party in a way, in the way that you may not be friends afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I kind of touched on that a lot. You always got to like getting angry at your friends over video games. Yeah, it's fun. It's fun. Yeah. Uh, One of my you... favorites is, uh, well, just a, you know, when you would play Crab Man and like Tech Mobile. Yeah, it's always good. It's always fun times so when I play Crab Man and Tech Mobile. <laughs> it's it always ends up being like a last last second score by me for the win. And he gets so angry. Yeah, he does. Okay. Do we have? Uh, did we get anything on the forums? I think we did. Do we? We got one. Let me pull it up here. I had it pulled up. Oh, where'd it go? Hold on. Okay. Moosehead Studios said favorite team question mark. Um, I gotta go with Team USA on my favorite team. Yeah, USA. That's right. USA. And then Russell Lyman also put up here said I love the art of the characters in this game. And all the sweet power shots. Do you guys have a favorite power shot? I loved when you would hit the opponent and they would fly off the screen and come out the other side. So we kind of <laughs> talked about that earlier. Yeah. The around the world shot. Yeah. I really like the. Uh, I can't remember. I think it was just Sam's power shot. Just look. It turns. It looks like it turns into a football and just it's like a bullet. It goes really fast mm-hmm. across the screen. And just. Yeah. And it can take out like three guys at a time. That was kind of. <clears throat> I, I really use that one a lot. But I do like the one where he, they go flying off the screen, come in the other side. Yeah. No. Did you awesome. have a favorite? I gotta go with Sam too, just for the simple fact that he's our American hero. Oh, okay. All right. Sounds good. Yeah. Sam. And then uh, Jay, do Jay, he offers up a trophy, a retrofitted trophy idea. All right. It's called Kenya Dig It, and that is play as Kenya. <laughs> okay. I like that. Pretty straightforward. Pretty straightforward. All right, we did get one last bit of feedback. Man, feedback segments long today. Yeah, I, like yeah, I like it. I like it. Yeah, keep it up. Uh, we did. We got a phone call. Mm-hmm. All right, so I'm going to play the phone call. You ready? I'm ready. Yeah, this is Rob Luther from Genesis Gems Podcast. I got a bone to pick with you hosers. You know, I was I was going out and I was shopping for flannel, and I was listening to your new episode. And I heard you talking about Jaws and the Sega Genesis. How could you do that to us? I mean, we're going to cover that in our next episode of Genesis Gems. We're going to review Jaws and show everyone what a what a wonderful 32-bit masterpiece it was on, on the Genesis, and and you guys blew it for us. You, you don't even know how to review a show or review a game. I can't I can't believe it. Such hosers. Well, just stay tuned for the next episode of Genesis Jams. We're going to blow it out of the water. Oh. Okay, a couple things. One, 
doesn't really sound like Rob That's Lee. not Rob Lee. <laughs> <laughs> I do know. Who is it? It's I do Jared know. Who is it? It's, it's Josh Witt from the Turtle okay. Flanks podcast. But yeah, I think, okay. I think what Josh is trying to do is I think he's trying to start an even deeper rivalry between the two shows than is already there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So... I don't know, but that's that's pretty. Funny. <laughs> I love the. I was out shopping for flannel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if anybody if anybody actually knows Rob Luther, he wears flannel all the time. <laughs> He's a flannel guy. But uh, it's also funny because uh, Jaws isn't on the Genesis. I don't even think there is. We talked about Jaws on the NES. I don't know. It's yeah. just. I don't know. Funny call overall. Um, yeah. We may have to prank them back. Yeah, that's coming. That's coming back. Do they have a line? Of course, they have the the retro junkies line, but yeah, we'll just we'll we'll do something. We'll record it and send it to them. I'm gonna look up if if Jaws is on the Sega Genesis. I don't think it is. I think it. I don't think it ever came out on the Sega Genesis. Nope. It's no. It's it's the NES game through and through. That that dang Rob Luther. <laughs> you know. You know. It, it wasn't Rob, it was Josh that called, but I bet Rob put him up to it. Oh, yeah, Rob was sitting right next to him and he did it. Yeah. No doubt. <laughs> Rob's like, yeah, 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 man. Yeah, man, call him. <laughs> call him. Pretend to be me. Pretend to be me. Yeah. I'm sorry, Josh. Okay. All right. I guess that's pretty much it. I don't know. I ain't yeah. got anything else. That's it, I guess. Yeah. All Did right, you? well... Yep, so you can check us out on uh, every social media thing that you can think of. Google+, Facebook, Twitter. Um, obviously, you want we want you to like us on there and follow us. Join the Two Dudes in a Nest group if you want to. That's kind of a more intimate relationship thing with all of our D-patters. I'd get on there and get a like, conversation going. It's free and welcome to anybody that wants to join. And then obviously always check out our website. We were, we had a couple articles come up on the website this week uh, that you probably would be interested to check out. Not written by us, but you know, from elsewhere in the internet world. And um, check it out. NESDudes.com, twodudesinanest.com. Yep. And we uh, let's see what else. We also got um, a phone call or phone number. Oh yeah. If you want to prank us like uh, Rob Luther did, you can call us uh, 775-773-8761. 775-773-8761. Or as I like to call it, 775-7-RETRO-1. Yeah. Right. Do, do cell phones have number like the letters I'm, on them? Yes, mine does. Okay, that's kind of an old school thing back in the yeah. mm-hmm. actually home phone days. But mm-hmm. okay. so everybody, everybody, get your rotary phones out and uh, dial us in. Give us a call. Yeah. All right. Here comes the noises for next week. I'm good. Bye.